It's a new day and welcome to another episode of Girl Talk, Real Talk, where we educate, empower, and encourage young women in interpersonal and social change through the word of God and life experiences. One of the most taboo topics, and I feel like lack of knowledge, is when it comes to any type of addiction, and particularly substance abuse. Oftentimes, this subject is mentioned and just like swept under the rug because of feelings of embarrassment or shame, um, condemnation, and a lack of education. And this is what today's topic is going to be focused on. A lot of us might suffer from having a family member or a loved one who struggles with any type of addiction. And the crazy part of it all is that all addiction has like the same root of the cause. So let's decompress that together and talk about that and walk through that. Many times, like myself, we want to help these family members get better and get well. But one thing that we must fundamentally understand is how much at risk you're putting yourself in mentally, physically, and emotionally. I say this not to discourage you by any means, but to truly understand the importance of taking care of yourself and having a community that supports you through all of that, to cover you in prayer, to be there when you're feeling drained and exhausted. During my undergrad, when I started really being involved with my dad and trying to help him come out of his addiction after two decades, I put myself in a very vulnerable position. And I think it was also because I was a little prideful and but also hurt because I didn't really have a family to walk through that or to really be an encouraging pillar. And it's very hard to have friends be there during that time because they really don't know the kind of burden that is on somebody else. I wish I would have listened to my mom to get more support in that. I had one really good friend who had experienced something similar in her adolescence and with her own father. So we were able to connect on a lot. And she was honestly the only one that I would go to because she understood the burden and the heaviness one would carry when dealing with these strong addictions. First and foremost, if you are looking to help somebody who is addicted and particularly a substance abuse, I encourage you surround yourself with community. Make sure that they're a healthy community, that they're mature community, because yeah, we could have family and friends, but they're not always the best ones to listen to, particularly if they are also hurt by this loved one. Seek a professional, go to therapy, go to a counselor, go to a mentor and find a support group. Al-Anon is a great way to plug in, basically like an AA group where other family members come in to talk about what's going on in their lives and how it's affecting the family. And that perspective is really valuable. I wish I would have taken advantage of going to this program, but I did not, sadly. Al-Anon is for um, family members who have a family member who is abusing alcohol. And Nar-Nanon is for those family members who are being affected by a person who is abusing um, heavy drugs. I'll make sure to link their websites below so you guys could check them out and share this with somebody who might benefit from this. This is such a hard conversation to have, but also really encouraging to have because now I think I understand and have vocabulary for what was going on during my undergrad. After you found yourself a spiritually mature, emotionally mature support group or professional, The biggest thing is to understand the misconceptions when it comes to addiction. Many people believe that addiction is just a matter of willpower, but actually it's not 
at all, not scientifically, not spiritually. The Bible even says in Romans 7, 18 through 19, when Apostle Paul is talking to the Corinth church, he says, he confesses that he is doing wrong, but he can't stop. He literally says, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, that shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. We don't know what Apostle Paul is talking specifically here of what problem he's dealing with, but this goes to show that addiction is not a matter of willpower. Let's break that myth right here, right now. When it comes to any type of addiction, whether it be substance abuse or not, that is a byproduct of the root of the cause. It is a symptom of the underlining problem. Addicts, whether narcotics, alcohol, sex, pornography, eating disorders, workaholics are all a byproduct of something deeper. We need to understand the neuroscience, the brain reward center. God designed our brains to release a chemical called dopamine. Dopamine is essentially um, this learning neurotransmitter that says this is rewarding, this is pleasurable. We experience releases of dopamine in our brain in everyday life. Whether you're watching a TikTok that somebody sent you that you thought it was super funny, which by the way, social media can be an addiction as well. If you have not, I encourage you to go jump into episode 12 where I talk about how social media works with our neuroscience and releases dopamine and how someone can get addicted in that. Achieving a personal goal, anytime we eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or having an orgasm is all releases of dopamine. Dopamine literally communicates to the body physically and scientifically, this feels good, I want more. There are different types of addiction. Addiction could be in the form of substance abuse, it could be a thing, or it could be an activity. Something that releases dopamine and gives us the feeling of reward or pleasure because we don't want to deal with the actual root of the cause. And that root of the cause is usually unresolved trauma. Trauma is trauma. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. It takes a toll on an, an individual. There are different levels of trauma. It could be acute, chronic, or complex. Meaning it happened once or it happened multiple times or it happened a series of times and a whole bunch of different types of trauma. One is not greater than the other, but they can be more complex than the other. Some take more time to heal through and decompress versus others. Some could take less time to heal versus others. This is where coping mechanisms enter. There are unhealthy coping mechanisms and healthy coping mechanisms. Coping mechanisms or coping skills are habits that were formed over time to help you process negative emotions, anxiety, and stress. They're habits or compulsions. Unhealthy coping skills can turn very quickly into addictions. A helping coping skill will look more of like you digging a little bit deeper to process and decompress what just happened so you could have personal growth. An unhealthy coping skill allows you to escape trying to avoid or ignore 
or suppress those feelings for a moment of pleasure. Unhealthy coping mechanisms and skills and addictions usually just give you a temporarily relief to avoid or suppress those feelings or series of events or triggers that made you feel that way. It's like putting a Band-Aid over an affected wound that needs stitches. And then over time, that wound, if it's not addressed, first it needs to be exposed, right? You need to clean it out. But if that doesn't happen and you just put a bandage over it and you forget about it and you don't give it the attention it needs, it will eventually be infected. And what happens with infections? It spreads and then sometimes can be contagious. So in the way of if a trauma is unresolved, if that trauma is avoided or suppressed and not addressed, then it will eventually start not hurting you as an individual, but your friends and family around you. You'll start putting others at risk. Trauma could stem from so many, so many events and series of events and things that happen, but the majority is from childhood. Trauma could be neglection, psychological, physical, or sexual abuse. 60% of U.S. adults have experienced one or more of these in their adolescence. I'm going to tell you a story about five brothers and sisters. All of them experienced different types of abuse during their adolescence. The eldest brother became addicted to hardcore heavy drugs. The eldest sister was seeking her value through multiple partners. The third brother became a churchaholic, seeking praise from accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment. The youngest brother never said a word. He isolated himself. And the youngest sister escaped with the lover as soon as she could. Now, which one was worse? The majority of you would say that the drug addict. The majority of you would say, oh, well, the third brother who went to church, he must be doing something great with his life, right? Maybe the one that isolated himself because he never did anything to harm the rest of the people around him, right? But the common denominator is of all of these five brothers and sisters is that somehow, some way, their unresolved childhood trauma caused them to have unresolved wounds. I can attest for all of these brothers and sisters, but I can of the eldest because that was my father. Pastor Michael Todd said it best, what is not transformed is transferred generational curses are a real thing and addictions is one of the many ways that those generational curses will be passed down unhealed trauma is one of the ways that generational curses begin when it comes to any addiction it is a spiritual warfare it is not to be taken lightly whether it be with substance abuse things or activities if it takes you away from your friends or family and it doesn't help your relationship with your loved ones, that is an addiction. When you're specifically trying to scheme around your schedule to keep it in the hiding, you'll sacrifice time with loved ones, that is an addiction. When you start neglecting your loved ones, that is an addiction. Some people might look at churchaholics or workaholics of, well, they must be doing a great thing. Look at all these accomplishments. God, they're working for the kingdom of the Lord. Like they must be doing something great. Like how could this be an addiction? But how's the life at home? How are the children? How is your wife? How is your husband? 
Are they getting the support and attention they need? Or are they too being neglected, which is causing more harm and hurt to them? You see how this cycle could keep going if somebody doesn't stand up and say, this generational curse ends with me. I will no longer allow this to take a hold of my family. The Bible talks about strongholds. It doesn't use the word addiction explicitly, but it talks about strongholds in the New Testament. But you can't break it alone. There is a name that is above all names, that the mention of the name Jesus Christ, the demons tremble. All darkness flees at the mention of Jesus. And it is with him and his Holy Spirit that we could overcome these strongholds and break the generational curses that the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy us with. Did you know that children of a drug addict are six times more likely to be addicted themselves? Do you know the stereotypes that are against me as a minority, as a Latina, as a Mexicana? whose father was addicted to narcotics for 20 years, do you know I should not be here right now? I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, there is so much power and freedom. God intends us to live a life of prosperity, of goodness, not of suppression, not being slaves to these strongholds that have a hold of our mind, body, will, and emotion. Apostle Paul talks about strongholds in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, you will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Look at the obvious facts, is what Pa says. Those who say that belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may see... I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. Now, this is different with somebody who has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior versus somebody who hasn't. And if you haven't, I am telling you, you don't want to miss out on this. We have a special authority and anointing over our lives. Don't get it twisted. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting the principalities that roam over the earth. There's a whole nother spiritual warfare going on, but with the power of Christ, we could overcome anything. The Bible says greater is he that is in me. The Bible says that we will do greater works. Jesus raised people from the dead. And you mean to tell me that the Bible is telling me that we, once we accept Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit into our hearts, we will do even greater works? Like what? You are not meant to do this alone. You are not meant to walk this walk alone. You are not meant to carry this burden. The Lord says, cast your burdens unto me. He will carry it. He will take care of it. He will heal. 
he will transform. It is not your duty or obligation to carry such a heavy burden, especially by yourself. I really hope you don't feel alone like I did. It will take a toll on you spiritually, physically, and mentally. And not to mention your safety. Plug yourself into a community. Get yourself a therapist. Go to one of these family support groups. Speak to a counselor. Speak to a pastor. Never do or go anywhere without someone knowing what you're doing, where you're going, or take someone with you. Don't allow the lies of the enemy to tell you that you're the only one in the world who is going through this, that nobody will understand, that your family member will never overcome this. This is just the way of their life. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We are all God's children. And we all have the ability to experience true freedom and a a sound mind through the Lord Jesus Christ. I promise you, he will not forsaken you and he will not ever fail you. His words do not come back void. If there's a family or friend that you know that is carrying this burden, share this podcast with them. This episode is going to be linked with free resources down below. The Bible says my people perish from the lack of knowledge. I hope this podcast helps you have compassion to those who are struggling with addictions and not dehumanize them because odds are we're just as broken. We just do a better job at hiding it. But every day is a new day. Joy comes in the morning. I have dropped down below YouTube links to deepen your understanding of what the release of dopamine does to your brain and also the biblical understanding of what strongholds look like and how to break them. If this episode was encouraging or educational, please comment below, like, share. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. It's going to be girlt.realty.